and if the so-called environmental bill is going to be passed, the money under that bill that is being collected should go to a public purpose, should go to helping the environment. And that's exactly what Prop 65 will do. This is a measure not designed to help the environment. No environmental group in the state actually supports it, but it's one to confuse voters. Welcome back to Upvote California, a podcast for California voters. This episode is part of our 2016 California Proposition Series, where we focus on each proposition on the ballot and bring on experts to discuss both sides of the issue. I'm your host, Brian Atwood. Today's episode is about Proposition 65, which would divert money earned from the sale of carryout grocery bags to a special environmental fund. We're fortunate to have two experts with us to talk about the issue. We'll be interviewing John Barrier, spokesperson for the American Progressive Bag Alliance, which is leading the campaign for Prop 65, and Stephen Maviglio from the No On Prop 65 campaign to talk about the opposing side. We start each episode with a brief summary and some key facts. In 2014, California passed a statewide law to ban single-use bags at grocery stores and require grocers to charge a fee for other types of bags at checkout. Proposition 65 would require grocers to divert any fees collected from bag sales to a special fund administered by the Wildlife Conservation Board to support environmental projects. Supporters say vote yes on Prop 65 so that grocers do not keep fees from bag sales and instead redirect these to supporting the environment. Opponents say vote no, as grocers make no profit from bag sales and this measure will not actually help the environment. You might be saying, isn't there another measure about plastic bags this year? That's Prop 67, which would ban single-use plastic bags statewide. We did an earlier episode on that one, so I encourage you to go back and listen to that one. You'll get a lot of the details and history behind plastic bags in California. Prop 65 was put on the ballot in response to 67. It says that if a statewide ban on plastic bag goes into effect and certain bags are charged for, then any proceeds will go to an environmental fund instead of going straight to grocers. So it's important to note that if Prop 67 fails and no ban goes into effect, that Prop 65 will also have no effect, so no money going towards an environmental fund. A state estimates that if both of these propositions pass, this could result in several tens of millions of dollars of revenue for certain environmental programs each year. And they say it could be more, it could be less, Uh, mileage may vary. Some things to note about this proposition. It was placed on the ballot by the American Progressive Bag Alliance, which represents several plastic bag manufacturers. They are also the sponsors of Prop 67, so they put both of these props on the ballot. So while they support Prop 65, they are encouraging a no vote on Prop 67. So on the flip side, the No on 65 campaign encourages a yes vote on 67. In other words, both sides of this proposition want you to split your vote and vote yes on one and no on the other. So I really encourage you to look at both of these issues and make sure you're kind of deciding what you want to do on both of them at the same time. Let's take a look at campaign finance. The American Progressive Bag Alliance has raised about $6.1 million in support of Prop 65, with the largest contributions coming from the plastic bag manufacturers like Hylex Poly. And no contributions to date have been made in opposition. Let's switch over now to our guest interviews to talk about the pros and cons of this proposition. We want to welcome back John Barrier to Upvote California to represent the supporting side of Proposition 65. 
John is a spokesperson for the American Progressive Bag Alliance, which is leading the campaign in support of this proposition. Thanks again for joining Upvote California, John. Uh, Thank you. Good to be with you. Can you uh, start off by briefly explaining Prop 65 to our listeners and why it is important for Californians to vote yes? Sure. So Prop 65, to understand its origin, uh, you have to kind of look at Prop 67. Um, So Prop 67 is a referendum on the statewide bag ban that was passed in 2014 uh, by the California legislature, and it's a ban on recyclable plastic retail bags at uh, major grocery outlets and retailers across the state. It also includes, and this is important for folks to understand, a minimum 10-cent mandated fee on every paper or thicker plastic bag that uh, are being called reusable under this bill that a customer asks for and receives to carry out their groceries at a store. And all of that money, uh, all of that money for those fees is directed to the grocery stores as a new profit stream. None of it goes to a public purpose or to the environment. And that's something that gets to the core of what Prop 65 is, uh, which is if Prop 67 is voted into law, uh, on November 8th, Prop 65 with a yes vote ensures that all of that money, those hundreds of millions of dollars every year that the members of the California Grocers Association lobbied aggressively to keep under this legislation, all of that money will be redirected to an environmental fund managed by the California Wildlife Conservation Board. And that fund will help fund grants that the board will administer. Uh, those grants can support anything from drought mitigation uh, through wildlife habitat restoration, to parks, to beach cleanups, et cetera, so to worthy environmental purposes. So a yes vote on Prop 65 will send a message to Sacramento uh, that customers and taxpayers uh, do not want their money going under the false guise of environmentalism to grocers and being gifted to corporations. And if an environmental bill, a so-called environmental bill, is going to be passed, the money under that bill that is being collected should go to a public purpose, should go to helping the environment. And that's exactly what Prop 65 will do. Mm -hmm. Um, I noticed one thing in the voter pamphlet is that the state um, legislative analyst estimates that this might be on the order of tens of millions of dollars uh, going towards environmental causes. But I know that the the supporters say that it's it's $300 million. Can you kind of talk about that discrepancy and, and what's more likely? Yeah, so the, the industry, when this bill was uh, working its way through the legislature in 2014, commissioned a study by the Blue Sky Consulting Group, which is uh, headed up and founded by former California State Finance Director Tim Gage. And that report showed that bag revenues or revenues and profits coming from these fees uh, through SB 270 uh, would range anywhere from the low hundreds of millions to upwards of $442 million annually. Uh, the $300 million number, we believe, is the more likely number based on the analysis that we have seen and we have had done um, from the industry perspective. Uh, and that's what we think largely because of the size of California and of consumption habits of consumers, uh, that it's going to be roughly that amount of money. Grocers charge... Um, a minimum 10 cents for these bags. In some places, we're seeing them charge more. But we know that they only pay about 6 cents per bag. That's for paper or for these thicker 
uh, plastic bags that they're calling reusable. They're just five times thicker versions, by the way. Um, so we know that it's a roughly 100% markup on this product. It's one of the highest margins then in the grocery store uh, for grocers. And all of that money multiplied by uh, as many Californians that go to the store uh, and their consumption habits, we know is going to total in the hundreds of millions of dollars a year, most likely. Okay. Thanks for clarifying that. Um, I also wanted to ask you one quick question, which is um, whether grocers are going to be responsible for bearing the cost of that single-use bag. And it sounds like you um, you alluded to the fact that they are, so they are going to be um, responsible for paying that. Um, what impact do you think that's going to have, um, given from what we know kind of in the past? Like Historically, it's always been the case that they've they provided that cost. Um, if that ban goes through and they're, they don't get the revenue from those bags, what do you think the impact is going to be on, on the grocers? Well, the, the thing that folks need to understand is that the cost of these products, the cost of carryout bags, have always been built uh, into the cost of doing business for, for grocery stores and mm-hmm. for supermarkets around the state. So the cost of providing plastic retail bags are about a penny, penny and a half, the ones that they want to ban. Um, and through this piece of legislation, the, the path to essentially eliminating the overhead of the you know, thin recyclable plastic bags and then getting to keep the minimum 10 cent charges for the paper bags and the thicker plastic bags, um, that pathway was 100% done in order to reap as much money as possible. This bill was never moving anywhere, and it was not getting the support it needed until the grocers lobbied aggressively for it. And that's how business as usual is done in Sacramento, unfortunately. And this is an opportunity to stand up to those special interests who saw an opportunity under the guise of environmentalism with the activist groups fronting um, and being the public voice for this, uh, making false claims about a particular product. They saw this as an avenue to um, essentially reap profits. And uh, unfortunately, this is a situation where um, if grocers, and you see a lot of grocers, um, you know, several grocers have independently, without government intervention, decided they wanted to provide a certain type of bag at their stores. Whole Foods, for example, they provide paper bags mm-hmm. and obviously uh, versions of reusable bags. Trader Joe's is another one. So any grocery store can independently act without government intervention uh, to say this is the bag we're going to provide, and they're going to build that into the, the cost of doing business, and they might adjust the pricing for the products that they provide. But the reality is, under this bill, grocers are certainly not going to reduce their overall um, pricing of goods uh, based on the fact that they can make this profit off of these bags. And In fact, that would be you know, something that they don't have to tell anyone. All that they have to do is tell folks that we're, oh, we got to charge for these bags the state is telling us to. And most people, um, as I alluded to earlier, have no idea where this money goes. In fact, 75% of voters that we surveyed don't know where the money goes. And when they do know where it goes, they're outraged and they want that money. 82% of voters want that money to go to an environmental fund. So at the end of the day, if grocers wanted to eliminate a certain type of bag from circulation, uh, they could do that on their own. Uh, in this case, they use government to pit um, you know, pick winners and losers and to unfortunately pass a bill that's rife with unintended consequences. And one of those unintended consequences are the economic consequences for uh, customers. And 
now this is a situation where, um, unfortunately for uh, grocers and customers, there there's an opportunity for light to be shown on this particular piece of legislation. And that is what this campaign is about. It's about showing California voters what it actually means when special interests get involved in, in Sacramento to pass legislation for their own benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a choice that people are going to have in November is saying, I don't want this money to go to corporations. I would like it to go to a public purpose if I have to fork over charges and fees on bags when I go to the grocery store. Okay. Um, I appreciate that. Um, one other quick question I had on Prop 65 is um, if what if it passes but Prop 67 doesn't? So will this apply um, to any law that comes onto the books in the future that will say, you know, say 10 years from now um, a re- um, multi-use bag law comes onto the books? Will Prop 65 apply to that and say that the, the proceeds will go to environmental causes? So Prop 65... Excuse me, Prop 65 would apply to future statewide legislation that bans uh, plastic retail bags and then puts fees on other bags that are provided at the checkout. Um, it does not apply uh, to any of the local ordinances that have passed that all generally involve a ban on plastic retail bags and also the fees being kept by the retailers, and that's traditionally with the paper bag. Um, however, it does provide local governments the option to opt in uh, to redirect the money being collected for those bag fees at the local level and also send it to that environmental fund managed by the state. So obviously a statewide law um, with Prop 65 in place is going to generate more money for the environment, but it does provide local governments uh, the opportunity to opt in to change their existing ordinance so that the money that is being collected at the local level uh, by retailers also goes to an environmental fund and has some sort of public purpose uh, versus where they currently go with this money, which is right back to the stores. Great. Thanks for clarifying that. Um, voters have a lot of issues to decide on this election. When they when they head into the, the uh, polling station, they see Prop 65 on the ballot. What's the key thing you'd like them to remember? Well, Prop 65 is the only way, the only legitimate way for... <clears throat> SP 270 or for the statewide bag ban, should it pass uh, for that money that is collected um, as bag fees by grocers, for that money to go to a public purpose. And it's the only way for this bill in particular to have a positive environmental impact. As of now, we, we know because of the facts and data and science that plastic retail bags, bans on them or taxes on them, et cetera, fees don't have any legitimate you know, meaningful environmental impact that is positive. But under Prop 65, a yes vote will ensure that hundreds of millions of dollars will go to an environmental fund rather than to corporations who lobbied for a particular bill because they knew they were going to get a lot of money off of it. So it's it's a a way to stand up to Sacramento politics, business as usual, and special interest giveaways, and also protect the environment um, by fixing one portion of a badly flawed bill um, that we hope voters will also vote no on with a no on 67. Um, but that is the, the clearest way I think I can explain Prop 65. Great. Thank you for that. And then I asked on the earlier episode of the best place for listeners to get more information, and you recommended say yes on 65.com. Is that still the best place for them to, to go for this one, too? That is right. Say yes on 65.com. Great. 
Thank you so much for your time today, John. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you for having me. Now let's switch over to our interview to discuss the opposing side. We want to welcome Stephen Maviglio back to Upvote California to talk about the opposing side for Proposition 65. Stephen served three terms as an elected member of the New Hampshire House of Representatives and is now a political consultant based in Sacramento. Stephen worked on the California versus Big Plastic campaign and is currently a spokesperson for the Yes on 67 campaign. Thank you for joining Upvote California again, Stephen. Uh, can you briefly explain Proposition 65 to our listeners and why it is important for Californians to vote no? Sure. This is another measure of the two that have been put on this year's ballot by the out-of-state plastic bag companies from South Carolina and Texas. What it does is redirect the fee from the purchase of a bag in a store and puts it into a state fund instead of having that money go to the grocer who is providing the bag. Um, the major newspapers in the state, every single one of them, has urged a no vote on that, and they've used words like sneaky, deceptive, backdoor, because that's exactly what this is. This is a measure not designed to help the environment. No environmental group in the state actually supports it, but it's one to confuse voters, to try to get them to vote no on Prop 67 when, in fact, we want voters to vote yes on Prop 67. Mm -hmm. So if you're confused by what I just said, mission accomplished by the plastic bag companies, because that's why this measure is on the ballot. Right. Um, I think the argument that Prop 65 is placed on the ballot by the the plastic bag industry, at, at first glance, it doesn't appear to help them. It's, it's saying the money is redirected to the environment. So can you explain that reasoning in more detail? Is it, like you said, is it just to be confusing, or is there something else behind it? Oh, there's something else behind it, okay. There's the confusion for voters, but it's an also an attempt to punish the grocery industry for joining city officials, labor, local government, and supporting the single-use plastic bank. They are very rightly afraid of California's action to ban the bag spreading across the nation, and they wanted to fire a warning shot at the grocery industry for doing the right thing. And uh, not only is that sort of morally corrupt, but you have to consider the source here. This is a plastic bag manufacturing company responsible for billions of these bags entering our environment, trying to pretend they're environmentalists, and that just doesn't pass the smell test. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a question. What um, just looking at this? What happens to local laws? For example, um, if if we pass sixty five, what happens in San Francisco if you buy a bag? Where do the fees go in that case, where there's already a local law in place? Uh, we believe the local law uh, still will apply, but it's very legally murky. the The initiative was written so poorly that there's certain to be lots of lawsuits and contentious. Uh, uh, dealings about what happens with the law. Okay. There's so, also some major questions about actually how much revenue it will generate. Uh, no one knows. Based on the studies we've seen in Los Angeles, we believe the number statewide will only be something like $30 million, which obviously is less than you know 75 cents per individual in the state of California. Um, but it could be less than that uh, because the cost of the bags will ultimately increase. And also, it costs the state about $10 million just to collect any fee through paperwork and administration. So the actual net revenue that would go to some funds 
might be next to nothing. And that's why no environmental group supports this. Otherwise, you would probably see them clamoring for more money. I'm glad you mentioned that. I was going to ask you because the supporters of 65 say that this is going to result in $300 million per year going towards environment, but the state uh, legislative legislative analyst says tens of millions. So um, it's it's. I'm glad you kind of clarified that. Yeah, it could be and, and not only tens of millions, it says possibly tens of millions. So mm-hmm. it's a total guess. Uh, we have given them the LA study. They said you're right. You know, this we don't know what the number will be. It could be hardly anything. But we have to give like a range, and that's why they went at the top range of you know possibly tens of millions. Mm-hmm. We already, and, you know, I can tell you, I can tell you from my own store's experience, we don't generate any revenue from the sale of bags. So there would be no money because we're actually still losing money when we give out a bag mm-hmm. at ten cents. That's the cost. You're you're essentially saying that's the cost of the bag. So there's no profits being made. Yeah, and you know the industry forgets. That in addition to the literal cost of the bag, there's also the storage of the bags, there's the transportation of the bags, it's the employee time dealing with the bags. All those things add up. The grocery business is probably the lowest margin business in California, very competitive and not a lot of margins. So this has, uh, there's not a lot of money being made, or otherwise you'd see the grocers would have been campaigning for these bag laws a long time ago, and they haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, we already talked about Prop 67 in an earlier episode. Can you just briefly reiterate how these are related and um, clarify what's going to happen if both pass? Just for people that didn't yeah, uh, hear that earlier episode. Yeah, if Prop 67 fails, if the ban doesn't go in place, obviously Prop 65 would not go into effect because there'd be no revenue to be had. Um, if Prop 67 passes and Prop 65 fails, if you're still with me, mm-hmm. then the, the the bag bans that we have on the books now and where the money goes at localities like in San Francisco, the money would continue to go as it is. It goes to the grocers that have to provide and pay for the bag. Now, if 67 passes, the bag ban passes, and 65 passes, there'll be a lot of litigation about where any money would go. Uh, there's some that believe it would go to the state. There's some that believe it wouldn't. And there's many who believe, like most environmental groups, that there wouldn't be significant revenue at all. So it's as much to do about nothing. And this is just sort of political payback at the grocers and also an attempt to confuse voters. And that's mm-hmm. what most of the state's newspapers have said when they've looked at this. Okay. Um, one last question. When voters go into the – I ask this every time. When voters go into the – the um, polling place, and they, they go into the voting booth, they see Prop 65 on the ballot. What's the key thing that you want them to remember? Uh, to do their homework. This is one where the people, the plastic bag industry that put this on the ballot wants you to be confused. So do your homework. It's no on 65, which is the first one, and yes on 67, which is the very last measure on the ballot, if you want to protect the state's plastic bag ban. Uh, so don't don't be a sucker for the plastic bag industry. Uh, do your homework. Uh, figure it out. It's no on 65 and yes on 67. Okay. I think that's a good summary. Um, I want to thank you so much again for your time today. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on Upvote California. Thank you so much. That wraps up our episode on Prop 65. We thank you for listening. 
If you'd like to learn more about supporting 65, take a look at sayyesson65.com. If you want to learn more about opposing it, take a look at cayesson67.com. You can always check us out on Twitter and Facebook at Upvote Podcast or on our website, upvotecalifornia.com. Thanks again for listening. See you at the polls.